0: Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Melissa Bauman shares how she grew up in the trailer park but was never trash. It it took me several decades to come to the realization that it was probably a combination of martinis and mental illness that made my mother so unpredictable and consequently made me a target. She was a spectacularly hateful woman who made it abundantly clear to me from the the minute I could understand language that she absolutely despised me. She made it her personal mission to make it clear to me that she wanted to make my life so miserable that I would either move out or run away or kill myself. She really would have been happy with any of those options. So it really shouldn't have come as a surprise to me when I got kicked out. But I was blindsided by it. And I remember coming home, and I saw my sister, and she was really agitated. She was pacing, and she was smoking a cigarette. She was really just pale and, and distraught. And she said, you, you have to hurry. We have to go. I have to take you to the bus station. You're already late, so you have to hurry up and pack." I didn't have a suitcase, and I didn't have any money, and I didn't know where I was going. And I think it takes a special monster not even to do your own goddamn dirty work, right? She sent my sister to take me to the bus. And my sister was all hustle, man. She had to get me there because if she didn't get me there, then I wouldn't make the bus, and then she would be in trouble. And nobody wanted that. So I grabbed what I could, and I threw it into a single plastic shopping bag, and I got on the bus. I was 13. And I rode that bus for three days. And I got off when the bus driver told me that my ticket had run out. And they didn't know where I was or what I was going to do. Really, the only thing that I knew was that every proclamation my mother and my stepfather had made about me was true. That I was absolutely worthless. That I was a complete waste. I mean, it had to be true, right? What other explanation could there possibly be for having endured years of physical and emotional abuse only to end up at a fucking bus station? with nothing to my name but a plastic bag. And I got to tell you, there is nothing that fucks you up like not being loved by your parent. So I kept trying. I kept trying to have a relationship with her and I thought maybe as an adult we could work this out, that we could bond over... Uh, uh, her grandchild. We could bond over my husband. We could bond over a family. We could bond over something. But like most of my dreams about my mom, that one wasn't going to come true. Because she could only pretend to be kind and generous for just a really short amount of time. And then like an actor in really heavy makeup or a mask, she would just have to claw her way out of it. And then she would lash out at me. And my baby and my family. But I'm tenacious. (laughs) And I still wanted that love. So, in the worst moment of my life, when my husband died suddenly, I wanted comfort and I wanted to be supported and instead of reaching out to my in-laws who were waiting to love me with open arms, I reached instead for my mother. And she came, of course. And she stayed, and in classic barb fashion, she became spectacularly drunk. Stayed absolutely hammered the entire time. And then picked really public fights with my in laws and yelled at me in front of everybody, you know, for like maximum impact. And uh, overrode all of my parenting decisions. And then toddled away, (laughs) leaving her characteristic pile of emotional rubble behind her. And I think she must have known, based on all the evidence I was providing, she must have known that I was just going to keep coming back. You know, kind of like one of those, those toys that they use in anger management that you keep knocking down and it pops back up with that ridiculous smile on its face and you hammer it down and it pops back up and you hammer it down and it pops back up. This is me. The more I got pounded down, the faster I popped back up. So if she was going to get rid of me, like, for real, for real, she was going to have to burn it to the ground. So she went back to Colorado, and she told everybody, mutual friends, family, anybody that would listen, that it was better that my husband had died. Better. Because he would have found out eventually that he had married trailer trash. And that was the last thing I could process. I think there's just so much that you can hear and that you can forgive before your spirit comes out swinging in a way that maybe your brain and your heart haven't caught up with. And that was my flashpoint. And I was talking to a friend at the time and looping, because <laughs> that's how I solve problems. I loop, I get stuck on them for like a really long time and I just circle on it. Uh, and I was circling on it, the, the whys and the whys and the whys. And he asked me to consider instead what I wanted for an outcome. What do you want? in that moment, I had to admit to myself that love was off the table. Acceptance, care, acknowledgement, absolutely never going to happen. And I was so driven by grief at the time. I was so consumed by it and so low and so untethered that it was this free-falling moment where I just wanted her to hurt just a little bit. Feel something. If you're not going to love me, feel something. Hurt a little bit. I wanted her to know. I wanted her to know that even though I couldn't undo what she had done to me, I could make for certain that she never got her claws into my child. I couldn't take back any of the things that she'd said, but I could make sure she never said them to anyone else I loved. And I wanted her to know that while it's true that I did come from a very impoverished background, and I did in fact grow up in a trailer, that my life was so full of love and friends, and compassion, and joy, and cheer. That I had a richness far greater than anything she would ever know. I wanted her to know. And my friend said, if writing those words is enough for you, then write them. Send that letter. But I caution you, if your happiness in any way depends on her reaction to that letter, you must not send it. Because make no mistake, she will disappoint you. I never sent the letter. I can't tell you how many times in the years since I've reached into my pocket and pulled those words out and followed them. And I can't tell you how many times I've pulled those words out and shared them with a friend and they followed them. And I can't tell you how many times I've pulled those words out of my pocket and completely ignored them because I'm pretty damn good at writing my own ship. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at finding whatever breeze and steering into it and finding a new safe harbor. But I am equally as good at steering my ship directly into the rocks. So, part of this journey for me moving forward has always been about giving myself a little bit of credit. I have to be my own champion. And I have to be willing to admit that I got here on my own steam. Because... bad things happen. They happen to everybody. And when it happens, it can come in like a sword. And it can pin you to your timeline. And it is really up to us to reach in and pull that sword out and pack it, because you're going to need it for the next fight, guys. It's coming. And you have to get up, and you've got to go after it every single day. I have to get up and go after it every single day, and sometimes the only way I can do it is one minute at a time. But I just want to share this. Sometimes people say things like, those things changed you for the better, right? You have to admit those things changed you for the better, right? No, I do not. No, no, I do not. Because you know what? I was a perfectly sweet baby that did not need to be changed. And I was a perfectly acceptable toddler It didn't need to be changed. And I was a wonderful, kind, smart, well-spoken teenager that did not need to get thrown out like trash. I didn't become a survivor because I survived. I was a survivor going in. And I didn't become a fighter because I had to fight. I was born this way. If you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit TellMeMoreLive.org. That's TellMeMoreLive.org. We will find a list of upcoming shows, submission and contact forms, and more storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.